This week on the Magnificently Huge podcast, The MacGuffin. Welcome to the Magnificently Huge Podcast with your hosts, Eric Reed, Brian Kruger, and Chris Ryerson. Three idiots who decided to slap an adverb together with an adjective to bring you one magnificently huge discussion each week about the movies and pop culture we kind of like, maybe even secretly love, before we ultimately crap all over them. We're not here to save the world, we're just here to make it weirder, one podcast at a time. This is Magnificently Huge. So a MacGuffin is a plot device. It's an object, uh, a thing, maybe an event, something that drives the action in a film, that makes people do what they do. Because if you just have a bunch of characters sitting around in a room talking, it's slow going. But if you give them something to want or need or kill for, goddammit, you've got yourself a movie. So we start talking about some of the best movie MacGuffins we could think of, starting with the Lord of the Rings trilogy, uh, which I, I, I introduced in my fresh shit and just sort of sort of subtly dovetail into our, our discussion of MacGuffin Eye. You'll love it a lot. It's really awesome, as usual, and it's free. Enjoy. Come on down to MacGuffins. We got MacGuffins for the kids. We got MacGuffins, MacGuffins for the parents. We got MacGuffins for the whole family. And I, I just want you to know, no. I can redact this show with my mind. It's true. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I can categorize it with my mind. It's shit. Oh, hey, everybody. It's the Magnificent the Huge Podcast. That's Brian. Welcome. I'm Eric. That's Chris. Show. Hi, how are you Dude, today? Yeah, it. I know. Yeah. No crosstalk because I just 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 introed you guys. I just said, "There you go." Bam. Wow. Wow, I feel slightly violated, but okay. Yeah. Well, that's the theme <laughs> of the show. I feel violated every week when I talk to you fellows, if I'm being honest. <laughs> <laughs> but they, what's the show about this week anyway? I forget. Doesn't matter. Let's violate some new stuff that we've okay. been watching and doing in a second gotcha. called The Fresh Shit. This shit is fresh. Hey, we got a lot to talk about, man. We got a lot to talk about. I got bullet points coming out the wazoo on this one. I don't bring really. them, Chris. What's your fresh shit? Uh, has anybody been watching this Ander thing? And or yes, or yes. whatever it is. And or I can't get I've, past the title. It's like and Star or, or not. You guys yes. hang on um, to your <laughs> Disney Plus accounts this long, really? Yeah, because wow. there's there's actual content on there that I watch besides the Marvel yeah, and Star Wars. Same. So there is it. after Marvel Dude. and Star Wars, there's anything else on there. Dude, let me tell you, <laughs> I, I have been watching, uh, the old Muppet show cause they've got the whole catalog and I will guarantee you, God damn it. That the episode where, <laughs> where they got Alice Cooper to host is the weirdest fucking thing that has ever been on TV ever <laughs> bar none. Eric, you managed to get Chris to change the topic from his own topic <laughs> to a fucking show from the 70s. <laughs> uh, this is I kind of like when the, Chris would always order. say, Irish, Scottish, what's the difference? Just to watch me turn all red. It's just like you, you yeah. throw I, one quick I still thing don't out know. there and everything goes sideways. Yeah, I still don't know. But yeah, the, the whole gist of the Alice Cooper thing is that uh, he's... Made, he's made a pact with the devil to buy to like acquire souls and the whole show is him trying to get the souls of the Muppets in between all the bits it's sublime anyway 
but I watched the oh, <laughs> but I watched the first episode of and or and uh, I'm not sure I'm really not sure I haven't yeah. gone any further I, I watched the second episode of and or okay and I'm also not sure but I'm really hopeful okay because um, without hope so we are nothing the, here's here's the thing about it right either it's one of those shows like the one Eric was talking about on the last show what was the patient or whatever where yeah. every episode you're like okay I think I want to care but nothing has happened yet yeah um, exactly or they've got a plan and they're it, it, it's well it's a show it's like an yeah. actual series it's not a mini series or a limited yeah. series it's like well, it, we're it, trying to set things up Game of Thrones style and put a bunch of pieces on the board and, yeah. and take our time about it well it definitely follows the, the title it's like and you're not going to give a shit or it's going to be the best fucking Star Wars show ever. I mean, it's like, this is, yeah, this is uh, like uh, that, that the- uh, great sitcom I liked with uh, Matthew Perry called Goon. Well, it was go on, but it was Goon. It's, it's, yeah, we're going to have yeah. fun with this title for a while. <laughs> Goon. Uh, so yeah. And my, my or- wife was like, isn't, isn't that a planet? Yeah. No, wait, that's Endor. shit. You know, there's yeah. that, um, or that one oh, uh, yeah. Batman prequel yeah. series got ham. Uh, right. <laughs> the Endor thing, though. Yeah, I never put that together. Hmm. That will trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Star Wars. Ugh. So. No, this this is the Star Wars thing I've been waiting for. Really? Really? Because okay. no Jedi, no Skywalkers in sight, no winky winky fan service, and it's just grubby 70s style yeah. Star Wars tech. I'm so there and for I this. And I think this was like I mean, Diego Luna's like pet project right he's the one who said no 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 we Probably. really got to do this this show he's the one who got it maybe pumping and the nice no, thing is the rogue one we guy. will never have to yeah. like proceed into rogue one because there's no way they're you know, well they i guess they might get felicity jones but they won't get her as a regular it's like this mm. is just going to be grubby <laughs> well yeah. yeah no the it's the it's, thing that they'll have uh I, because of the the trailers i know we're gonna see saw Gerrera at some point and i know we're gonna see mon mothma at some point but other than that like this is just its own thing and they're just they're just staking their claim and making something that yeah. looks and feels a hell of a lot like 70s yeah. star wars yeah but it's also uh a little bit grittier grimier dirtier i mean there's a whole sequence in the beginning of this first episode where he's in a red light district and there's like you know women in the bubble windows suggestively dancing and he's in like some sort of brothel club. I mean, it's like, this is Star Wars. Absolutely a brothel. Yeah. And this is Star Wars that sort of has never been Star Wars before. (laughs) So it's kind of intriguing. And I know, but like the Star Wars that everybody wanted them to do scum and villainy. Yeah. Right. I think, I think, yeah, the, the television, the golden age of television that we're in right now is, is really the savior for these franchises. They, you yeah. can't make Star Wars films that anyone cares about because you got to wrap it up in two hours. And, you know, if we know anything from that last Star Wars movie, you can't. So, like, all these shows are doing <laughs> the real world well, building. Yeah. Well, I mean, you couldn't have any of this without The Mandalorian. Yeah. Uh, Another world had, It's show. sort of been... Yeah. But it's been sort of up and down, these, these Star Wars shows for me. Because Mandalorian... Down. Yeah, because Mandalorian's good... But Book of Boba Fett was terrible. 
The yeah. Kenobi show was sort of just, why did it exist? Eh, I didn't no, get it. Uh, no, it, needed to, it was better if it didn't happen. Yeah. The story but, was better if it didn't happen. Did, it, did so, either of those shows bring anything new? I think that's kind of, the, kind of my point. Like, from what you're, I have not seen and or. I, I really like the idea of the cast, I must say. Everything I see about the cast, I'm like, oh, I'm in. But right. both of them, you know, this and Mandalorian are kind of blank slates. We're addressing periods of the Star Wars franchise nobody's really fucked with. Kenobi mm -hmm. and Book of Boba Fett are both characters and worlds you already know. There's nothing new you really right. can do with them. Well, and that's the, the downside to it. I mean, it's just... I, if it's a prequel, again, I don't really care, but this is centered on a, it's a prequel to a prequel, <laughs> which yeah. is what's funny to me about it. But it's a character mm -hmm. that ultimately ends up dying in Rogue One, but it's kind of interesting, I guess, to see his journey to that character I mean, that we got in the movie. I'm fine with this guy's not going to die, but like there are so many other characters that they're putting on screen. It's like, okay, what's all this going to be? Because yeah. none of the rest of these fuckers eh, are safe. Eh, yeah. Wait a minute though. We're living, we exist also in a universe with clones. Just saying. I guess. It's fair, but they're not going to do that to Cassian Andor in they, this case. He might've already um, been a clone. That's the, that's what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe the clone died. <laughs> Maybe Tell he never actually mother. redeems himself. It's a twist. I think that would be yeah. even better. Not uh, just that he didn't really die, but that he never gets good. He's always a shit. He's always a murderer. Yeah. <laughs> they they just need the, so, Eric, the test the test with him doing the Voight comp. You're walking along a beach and you see yes, a tortoise. Yes. Tortoise, what's that? I mean, that's what you need. The, the uh, question Eric asked was like, do the other Star Wars shows bring anything new? And the answer is, what they bring that's new makes things worse. Okay? <laughs> Obi-Wan yeah, Kenobi yeah. makes Darth Vader worse. Boba yeah. Fett makes Boba Fett worse. Uh, makes come Tatooine on, everything worse. new about Mandalorian is really good. I would watch that if I had never heard yeah. of Star Wars. E everything yeah. new about these shows is to is to to revisit characters and make them less badass. And the only thing that was good in the, in the Obi-Wan Kenobi show was a uh, little kid, princess Leia, who's actually extremely well cast. But I was so annoyed by her. I disagree <laughs> other entirely. Than that, <laughs> but that's um, just me. Other than that, yeah, those shows are not good. Andor is on a whole different level. It's, it's playing a whole different game. It feels different. Yeah. It's paced differently. It's just, it's its own thing. Well, I like that it's and, I like that it's centered on that character because Rogue One for all of its prequelness and didn't need to be toldness um was a very fun sort of just straight up military objective movie. It was like Guns of Navarone yeah. Yeah. in space and I loved it for that. And this seems very much set to be like a spy thriller like an like the C the SAS in space kind of a thing where he's sort of a secret yeah, agent. And French, so. this is the French resistance. Yeah, yeah. Right? So, it's a World War II movie. So I kinda. like them approaching it from that angle. And I like that there's no Skywalker nonsense anywhere near it right now because that's the thing that sinks these shows yeah. is when you, you yeah. got to bring in, uh, like even Mandalorian at the end of that season where Skywalker shows up to take Grogu for training. I mean, it's just sort of like they could have come up with anything else anything else but okay whatever yeah except that so, the no. story itself says no more jedi except for this one dude i think the way yeah. they incorporated skywalker works in that way 
just yeah. just walk him well, in, that's why introduce I, himself as our one Jedi, and then get him the fuck out of there. But yeah, yeah that's I why agree. I give it a pass. Yeah, but, you know. the idea that everything is Skywalker is fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and limited. This, this is why I'm here for this show. Cassian Andor shoots people in cold blood. Okay, he's got the scoundrel thing going on. Yeah. Characters in this yeah. show have sex, like Cassian off screen, <gasps> but it's pretty clear. Cassian Andor shot yeah. first, second, third, fourth. Yeah. Oh, and, and apparently, yeah. Yeah, and apparently someone says a swear word at some point, and there's a whole tizzy online from the fan community about how dare they. It's like, shut up. Oh, it's like, fuck this is you. fucking Star Wars. <laughs> you did, yeah, it's just. I guess I would, I would go back on Disney Plus for a week or two just to watch this, because I really, I, I don't know. I'm, I think I'm in the minority, but I really loved Rogue One a lot. I think of yeah. all the Star I'd, Wars yeah, it's, new it's stuff, my favorite, that's new my one. favorite. Yeah, yeah. It's it's yeah. written by the same guy who wrote R- Rogue One. Okay, so. it's Tony Gilroy is his, his thing. So he's he's very yeah he's very into this. Uh, it's always been his passion project. We'll, we'll let you know in a few weeks if it holds mm. up yeah. over time. But, but so uh, far I'm there. Yeah, but you know if you do the Disney Plus thing too, just you, know, you can watch the Muppet Show, Eric. I guarantee you'll have fun. All right. What did this start with? <laughs> Crickets. Uh, and or. Was this about Andor, Andor the whole time? Yeah. Okay, good. We've, we've only gotten through one fresh shit yeah. so far. You, you, made, you made some crack about Disney Plus, and then we've uh, got wait, the show's about MacGuffins. Come on, we'll have five minutes worth of shit on it anyway. So, that's <laughs> uh, yeah, Chris, I don't really have any shit. Uh, I watched uh, Jamie, what's his name, Jamie Fox, uh, doing a new Netflix movie called Day Shift, which is him as a vampire hunter, and it's basically like Men in Black but with vampires. It was. It looks like every other Netflix movie, but if you want to kill two hours, it's innocuous enough, and there's some good bloodletting in it. But Snoop Dogg shows up. Is it, is it better up. than R.I.P.D.? Yes. That isn't. Shockingly. <laughs> yeah. Shockingly. <laughs> no, this, the saving grace in this one is that uh, Snoop Dogg shows up in a supporting role, and he's just basically- Oh, that doesn't sound like a saving grace. Hey, I'm he, a vampire. He like, plays this weird- Bye, bye. Yeah, well, he plays Ooh, like the- I'm vampire, a, like, he plays like a vampire hunter that has a cowboy hat and like just does the whole Western <laughs> theme, but he's still Snoop Dogg. I'm Snoop. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> it's just weird, <laughs> but it's just another man, men in black ripoff kind of a thing. It's sort of like if, uh, if men in black did John Carpenter's vampires, that's sort of what, what the vibe is. It's just, I, I'm astonished at how same every Netflix movie is now. Like it doesn't matter what they're about; it's yeah. just they're all the same. Yeah, it's just and they all so look the strange. Same. They all—you can kind yeah. of tell in a couple of seconds. Oh, Netflix movie! I don't know what it is. Something about the yeah. frame rate or the color correction. It's yeah. just it's a weird. Netflix movie. Yeah. So you know what you're getting going into this thing, but you know Brian, especially if you're looking for two hours to kill and just have nothing else to watch, then uh, give it a shot. But. Yeah. Ain't nothing but a Day vampire, shift. baby. All the blood suckers making me crazy. <laughs> uh. <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. I'll 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 pick up the baton here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also have Disney Plus, and I have been watching She Hulk: Attorney at Law. Oh, just, yeah. I am. I am. <laughs> I'm kind of off the the MCU tip at this stage. I just can't anymore. Really you know what? Th- this one, this one is fun on its own terms. Okay. It's it's definitely not it's definitely not taking the Marvel universe seriously at all. Right, it's putting right. people 
it, it it's it's bringing these characters in and and putting them in in mundane situations. Um, so yeah, they they brought back Abomination and they were doing his parole hearing. Um, there was a goofy thing is about it, magic and Wong, but is it really Tim Roth? Did they bring him back? Yeah, it's nice. really Tim Roth. It's, okay. it's really Benedict Wong. They, they, it's really uh, Mark Ruffalo as Hulk. Um, yes, the CG on the She-Hulk character is not really up to snuff, especially when it shares scenes with Hulk, where the strangely, strangely, the CG is totally up to snuff. Uh, they've just got a better character model for Hulk at this point, I guess. But yeah, I was just say they probably um, have it all built out, and they don't really have to do anything. So. Yeah, but it's like the She-Hulk really just smacks of you know they didn't have enough time to to it's, do the rendering. It's yeah, it's because um, she's a woman is what it is. Right? We're gonna yeah. do that number. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> would it have been well, better if I they'd mean, have done like they're the old on the school nose Hulk? With it. Would it have been better like the old school Hulk with like Lou Ferrigno painted green? No, it really <laughs> okay. wouldn't. Okay. okay. Um, this this show knows how stupid it is. The one thing that they do, which I guess is a reference to the comics that I wish they wouldn't do, is that they've got her occasionally doing the fourth wall break like it's Fleabag or something. So it's and like, so it's Allie McBeal, but with yeah. She-Hulk. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And the thing okay. is, they should leave the fourth wall breaks to Deadpool. That should be the only Marvel character that's allowed to do that. Yeah. Um, which, which reminds me, just a sidebar, like, I saw this tweet one time, and it just stuck with me. They said the, the best way to introduce the X-Men into the, the new MCU is to show Deadpool on his laptop taking the file for X-Men and then dropping it into the, the from 20th Century Fox. <laughs> dragging and dropping and, it. Yeah, dragging and dropping it and go, there. That's all I got to do. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. No, but... But they do have some fun gags. Like they, the the most recent episode, they there was a client at their law firm. There's this guy, um, Mister Immortal, who can't die, and he's Hence being sued by any number of of women he's married and then killed himself to get out of the marriage. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and the lawyers okay. are like giving him shit about what an asshole he is, so he just jumps out the window of the skyscraper they're in right then to get out of the meeting. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So has, uh, <laughs> so has, they have fun with it. Has Daredevil shown up yet? Any supposed to? Uh, not yet. No, okay. his 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 helmet has shown up, but he hasn't shown up I yet. Think they, okay. What they need to do? You remember how like Disney animation used to say a Disney classic, and they would you know like so so even if mm-hmm. it was new, Beauty and the Beast or Little Mermaid, you knew this was on this level. But then when Rescuers Down Under came out, they would not call it a classic they'd say this is some more horseshit that happens to be animated i think they need to do that with marvel where they're like okay this stuff is important to the mc universe or whatever and this other stuff mm-hmm. these are like side projects these are goofy don't worry about it kind of things you know yeah. in that sense see she hulk is that yeah. because she literally will turn to the camera and say yeah, I know it's an episode where we've but but hang in there because we got a Wong cameo coming up later. It's like this is she'll say that to you, the audience, <laughs> talking about how the show is a show. Right. Oh <laughs> um, God, it, yeah, save it for Deadpool. It's just a silly little thing, right? Um, and then the other thing that I guess I'll talk about on the show. Neither of you have brought it up. I guess I did watch I season three of Harley Quinn on I'm HBO a co- Max. I'm a few episodes in, so I'm still watching it. Um, oh, I like it. It's fun. I'll say that it's not as good as the first two seasons by, no. by a long shot. Not no. as funny. Um, it doesn't really pick up steam until about midway through. Um, 
when I, the Joker's arc starts to really pick up steam. I loved the um, the second episode. I think it was where they had Nightwing, and it's uh, it's Guillermo yeah. from What We Do in the Shadows, but he's doing the Batman voice, and he's so good <laughs> at it. It's so funny because it's just Nightwing trying to be Batman, and they're giving him all kinds of shit for it. It's <laughs> it's so good. Yeah. It's so good. Uh, the the Batman stuff is great. The by far the best episode is the eighth episode of the season. I won't spoil it other than to give you the title, which is Batman Begins Forever. <laughs> and <laughs> I yeah. I understand it's, there's uh, uh, yeah. it's loads of fun there. So yeah, the back half of it is better than the first half of the se- the season. Well, by I a think lot. they, they the, wrote themselves into a kind of a corner at the end of the season two when they actually yeah. had uh Harley and Ivy get together as a couple. I think that you can tell that they're sort of trying to work out that dynamic at the beginning of season three. And it just, well, no, actually know. the whole season is trying to work that out. And that's just it is that yeah. they're going to take the whole season to work it out. Yeah. Um, and it, that's the least interesting part of the show, right? Yeah. <laughs> I felt, we, I felt that that, that show probably, if they had canceled it, that, that the end of season two would have worked. And unfortunately, I oh, think yeah. a lot of TV oh, yeah. writers have to pull that sort of Buffy the Vampire Slayer, we may not be back next season kind of thing. And mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, that makes shit hard to start then in the next season. I mean, unless you completely nuke what you did. Yeah. I, yeah. But uh, but so far, I'm, I'm enjoying it. I'm just, I'm not as into it as I was in the, the first two seasons. Yeah, it's it's just not as funny. I it, it isn't, and that's unfortunate. But um, b- but it's still worth watching. It's still fun. It's it's still a decent piss take. There's a funny running gag um, with Bane in this season uh, because <laughs> Bane on Harvey show. and a- are, <laughs> well, Harvey and Ivy were going to get married, and then they didn't. And Bane bought them a pasta maker yeah, and as a wedding gift, and he's. He's really offended that it wasn't returned because yeah. they didn't get married. <laughs> so I also enjoyed the the episode where Clayface uh, pretends to be Billy Bob Thornton, and then through shenanigans, oh, like, that's not just an episode. Yeah, <laughs> and just but the episode where he ends up killing Billy Bob Thornton, like very, yeah. very violently, and then has to pretend to be him for. for an extended period yeah. of time. It's, yeah, it's so That's ridiculous. That's his entire arc for the season. Yeah, it's so stupid. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, there are anyway, moments. There are yeah. moments. Good times. Harley Quinn. Eric, I, bring us I'm home. looking forward to getting to Harley Quinn, but right now I'm uh, making my way through Rick and Morty. Because uh, okay. I never, I guess, you know, season five, I guess, came out a while ago and we just got HBO and yeah, yeah. oh my God. I Yeah, no, I, uh, I guess is six coming soon? Six yes. is out. Yeah. You can't see it on HBO. It's on Hulu right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Um, so they have they have definitely gone places in the first. I've only seen the first episode of season six. Yeah, same here. And they're they're going places. That's a that's a um, stealth drop. I didn't realize it was already on Hulu. Okay, I'm gonna have to. Be, yeah. They they yeah, released yeah, the first one on five, YouTube as a smart way of promoting it. That's why when I went to like right, watch right. it, I'm mm. like, oh, it's not here, but I never saw season five. Cool. So I'm I'm yeah. cracking you, out on that. <laughs> You son of a yeah, bitch! I mean, season in. five is is pretty good. Okay. Oh, um, the the whole the whole uh, Voltron episode is yes. Yes. brilliant. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm glad that it's not running out of steam yet. 
the fact that they're still managing to come up with interesting and fun storylines is just amazing to me because this is definitely a show where it should be like oh god again yeah. and they still manage to just follow it i mean it's, i think it's good yeah i think it's like they follow the the whatever the character level drama like as far as they feel like it and yeah, as soon as that gets boring they go on to really weird conceptual sci-fi awesome shit i mean right that's <laughs> it, when you when you can fuck with the multiverse and people now get what a multiverse is you can do a lot i i yeah i this show's definitely got legs until it starts to rehash stuff i think that's why they've never really done another they haven't done a a interdimensional cable episode in a while because they they know no. it's hack if they do that again yeah it's kind of over yeah. but they you know there you go but the fact that they would do uh the series as it was and then just come out with something like pickle rick just out of nowhere mm -hmm. i mean that's that's what's fun i agree that's what's fun is that yeah. they just they'll know when to go left of center and just do a one-off that shouldn't have any connective tissue but it still maintains all of the continuity of the character yeah. it's so weird that the they can uh accomplish that president uh uh gives a pardon to a turkey episode is another yeah. one that is just what in <laughs> yes. the fuck are you doing i don't know but it's great yeah. yeah yeah and and the fact that it's uh david keith voicing it <laughs> is just kills me because yeah. he's got such a great voice and it's just i think you know you think of Childs from uh the thing or his character from they live i mean it's just you know what you're getting yeah he's also he's he also in the it. last season of community which makes sense. Yes. You know, given the okay. connection. Uh, True. But, oh God, that reminds me, I'm sorry, mm -hmm. but just this week, James Earl Jones has signed the rights to the voice of Darth Vader over to the AI company that has built an AI of Darth Vader's voice so that they can continue to make James Earl oh, Jones wow. be Darth Vader forever. Well, yeah, because you couldn't yeah. get anybody else to do that. Come on. But you could be, digitize it. Of course it. you can. You could just... We mm. had a voice actor at LucasArts who did all the Darth Vader shit that we put in the video games and worked just fine, no. but apparently we can't do that, so no. we got AI. Everybody knew. No. Everybody knew, Brian. Don't kid got, yourself. Got, a, got news for you, Brian, because I played those games. Darth Vader voice wasn't there. Yeah. No, no, no. You need James Earl okay. Jones. It was, it, was, yeah. it was a little... Meh. It's kind of like when um, uh, uh, Henson died and they suddenly had a different voice for Kermit. It's never been the same. Yeah, it's not, it's not the same. It's not the same. That's fair. Well, now or, I mean, now it's a friggin' AI, and it was the, I guess the AI voice showed up in the Obi Wan show. Yeah. But anyway, I think yeah. that's or, a sorry, bit more disturbing that somebody created a Darth Vader uh, uh, AI. I mean, if you if you want an end of the world scenario, I think I think you've got your spokesman. You know, no, I think you've got your locutus of Borg right there. What's What's more disturbing is the uh, the book of Boba Fett episode where they brought Luke Skywalker in. And they didn't even use Mark Hamill. It was like all old digitized archival well, footage. That no, they that's the same AI. That's the yeah. same company. That that's the Mark that's Hamill what's AI. that's what's creepy. Is like he didn't even have to be there to do anything at all. He didn't even barely know about it. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. just creepy. Man. All our movies are becoming cartoons. Skynet, yeah, that's when Skynet yeah. takes anyway. Control. Speaking of cartoons, you're talking about Rick and Morty, I think? Well, I was yeah. just mentioning that as you know part of the HBO thing. But what I wanted to talk about was uh, Lord of the Rings. Because Ugh. I've been watching that uh, uh, Rings of Power show. The new one? Yeah. Rings of Power. And okay. again, uh, it's, it's good. 
it's you know it's doing the world building that you didn't get a lot of in the movies but the, the real thing i'm i want to point out here is this week because i'm like a glutton for punishment i watched all of the lord of the rings not just the lord yeah. of the rings oh my god actually not just the lord Wait. of the rings also all three hobbit films I watched all oh, six God. of the Peter Jackson good films. God. Here's the deal. The Hobbit films, yeah, and I've read The Hobbit. It's uh, this week. I, w- I went way in on, on it's, the Tolkien it's thing. A very th- it's, a, it's a very thin book that did not need nine hours of movie. No, no, but the no. story behind it is actually almost exactly what you think it would be. So they were going to yeah. make a Hobbit film to cash in, right? Guillermo del Toro was going to make it. Uh, but Peter mm-hmm. Jackson, I guess, still had the rights. And so Peter Jackson said, okay, I'll tell you what, I'll make it. But he did that because he wanted to keep it in New Zealand for the jobs. And you know, also mm-hmm. to keep the look the same. Yay. Right. So he is putting this together. They, The studio says, make two. Like, split it into two. Because then, you know, that's more money. And that thinking, I guess, is what made it like somewhere it became three that part i don't know but it was basically five different studios were funding this goddamn thing the first one was just new line cinema and it you know was like a bonkers success this time five different studios were lining up at the trough and all of them wanted another success they could wet their beaks with that's why this fucking thing is unnecessarily long it's not because of peter (laughs) jackson it's because you know the history, the money behind this thing was was you know, yeah, nutty. It's such a such an obvious cash grab. Yeah. That having right? been said, but the other thing is, oh, go ahead, go ahead. No, it's good. Well, I, I was going to say that the the CG orcs and urukai mm-hmm. in in or I guess they're just orcs in the Hobbit movies, uh, just do not stand up to the just dudes in makeup yeah. from the Lord of the Rings yeah. movies. Like it's it it looks cheaper. Yes, than the Lord of the Yes, Rings. but see, <laughs> the thing I I like the Hobbit films. I do because they are they. I mean, ba- not none of these movies have the charm of the book, but you know, the Hobbit is just it's a trifle, you know, and that's what these three movies were. Yeah. They were an adventure movie. They were, an, you know, they were an action adventure movie. They had some neat stuff. I I liked it. I really fucking love dragons too. Of course, now they could have yeah, ended. The Smog stuff is yeah. Great. They could have ended the whole thing with two films, but they didn't. So you've got like all the Smog stuff, I, and you got the third film ending with the death of Smog, and you're like, boy, that would have been a great way to end the last movie. But okay, <laughs> and then you know you've yeah. got the Battle of the Five Armies, which uh, I think I think it sets up the Lord of the Rings nicely in that everybody hates each other, but then they get a common enemy. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I just I just want them to edit that down to a three-hour Hobbit movie. Yeah, like I really think that could be done. It could, and it would be amazing. It could, but there's a lot of neat stuff in these. It's it's not it's not shit. That's the thing. I really I'm really expecting it to be you know shit, and it's uh, you get get to Lord it's of the Rings, shit. and frankly, it's a lot more stolid and serious and and just boring. Frankly, <laughs> I. Oh, okay. Yeah, it, 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 that it, the Lord of the Rings is sort of the grown-up version, and then you get to the Hobbit, yes. and it's like, okay, the kids want swords. Let's 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 show yeah. some actiony shit. You know. Well, 
I mean, it's it's still sort of like world building, but unnecessary world building because you've already seen the stuff. But mm-hmm. for me, the highlight of the Hobbit movies is when Sylvester McCoy, the was he the, the fifth Doctor Who, sixth yeah, Doctor. he was yeah what, five uh, six. And, I think it was the sixth. No, because he was the seventh. He's the seventh doctor. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Uh, When he shows up as Radagast, the brown, but he's like lost his mind and he's very in tune with nature, but he's just like got this bird's nest of a beard and he's got bird crap all over his (laughs) his shoulders and stuff. And he's just nuts. And he's so fun to watch because you think that Ian McKellen doing uh, Gandalf is kind of nuts. And then you get like this 11, like just turn, <laughs> turn the wizards up to 11 and you get this guy and it's so goofy to watch. Yeah. It just doesn't make sense. So, yeah. And I like, I like Saruman's explanation. He eats too many mushrooms. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's high yeah. as fuck. He's tripping balls right now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but then they got to throw in stuff like the, the stupid, uh, like love interest thing between Evangeline Lily as the elf yeah. and the and the dwarf. I mean, it's just. But there again, Evangeline Lily was unnecessary. I think like most of the yeah. Elvis shit was unnecessary. I think tying in Legolas was unnecessary. Yeah. And frankly, it was yeah. a little weird seeing them do the de aging on Orlando Bloom. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I don't think they needed any okay. of that. Gotcha. That okay. you're right. Like that say, is distractingly edit. dumb. <laughs> And really, anytime the camera just becomes untethered from reality, and you know, just like, oh, and now we're going to get a fifteen-minute-long action sequence, right? Like in the Hobbit films, yeah, uh, or or just the like, normal like interstitial. Hey, they're on a journey, so let's do the helicopter flyby. We're on yeah. the mountaintop with the sweeping music. I mean, it's like we've seen this before, Peter Jackson. Please, I, you know, it's <laughs> funny they in doing research like for this because I knew I was going to talk about this. He got so insanely burned out making the Hobbit films. He was like, I have no idea what I'm doing today. I have no idea how I'm going to shoot. I've got no ideas. I'm drained. I'm done. And if you'll notice, he hasn't made a film since. He's done, like, produced some documentaries. But otherwise, he's still just sort of going, (sighs) from what the Hobbit took out of him. Because he got nothing left on the shelf. I guess that's true, yeah. Yeah. That's true. Because... Yeah, the stuff he made after Lord of the Rings was sort of ho-hum. Like, King Kong is just bloated and messy. Yeah. And then Lovely Bones is just, why? So, But he had to dial down. I mean, what did what did Coppola really do after, you know, Godfather 2? A bunch of middling shit I mean, that any other I mean, filmmaker could have gotten away with, except the expectation was now so high on him. Yeah. I mean, say what you will, but I still love Apocalypse Now. It's a big big giant mess of a movie but i love it so much so you know take that say what you will but i love the the lord of the rings trilogy and i love the extended editions i mean i think the two towers and well actually fellowship has has probably risen to the top for me overall but two towers man that battle for helms deep Mm -hmm. is just incredible yeah yeah like what a great piece of cinema and i know i know the tolkien fans are but heard about a bunch of things, but really there's Tolkien's Lord of the Rings and there's Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings. And this thing is the stone cold classic. Like people are going to be watching this movie decades from now, the way they watch the wizard of Oz. Yeah. Like maybe it's, it's going to be around it, so much. It is a fun, a funny kind of line of demarcation that those first three, a lot more practical, like in camera effects mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah. And then, you know, the, the new ones, all digital, you know, and you can, yeah, you can decide for yourself, you I guess, tell. which you is. You can tell. Yeah, you, yeah. you can totally There's tell. some forced perspective shit they did in Lord of the Rings that is amazing. You know, they had, mm-hmm. like, a table mm-hmm. that was cut into pieces that was attached to the camera dolly. So as the camera moved, the table would shift, and that way you, in, in such a way that you wouldn't notice get two characters standing 10 feet apart acting like they were looking each other in the eyes and the table shifting with the camera made you think that yeah, yeah it's motion control set yeah to keep the force perspective yeah, yeah amazing like, fuck cgi we're gonna th- we're gonna think of like some some goofy clowny kind of you know puppetry stuff to make it work i think that's so much more interesting than cgi it's like whether the CGI oh, yeah. is good or bad, you can always tell. It's just kind of shit. Yeah. I mean, the, pra- the practical stuff is definitely a, a dying art, and that's a shame. But, I don't know, maybe someone will come along who's just got the money and got the time, and fuck it. We'll just mm-hmm. do it the old-fashioned way. Well, again, a lot more stuff is practical than you think in a lot of movies. It's, it's really... Uh, you, because you know that they can do crazy stuff in CGI, you're you're willing to assume that. I mean, people felt that way about Star Wars Episode One, but then you see Episode Two when they actually made the sets digital, and it's like, oh wait, no, the Episode One sets were way better because they were models and yeah. practical, and yeah. you know, womp, so womp. it's all ma- the magic of movies, <laughs> right? I, I will yeah. I will say though, I I have had the uh, theme, the ring theme, stuck in my head. All week. Yeah. Oh, that one. And that's what makes it <laughs> my third favorite MacGuffin. <laughs> the ring. Oh, that's oh, right. That's we segue. already if started the fucking one. subject of today's show. MacGuffins. That thing in the MacGuffins. movie that drives the story, but is otherwise unimportant to the viewer. It has to have its right. importance explained to you. It's just some dumb shit, but it makes people do stuff. It's the pinion of the story. Yeah, it sets the action in motion. Right. La and, la la. And 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 so the One Ring is the is a MacGuffin. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Everybody does everything because of the ring. And and you know, to us, it's just a ring. But once its importance is explained, you know, we we know why the story is happening. And it wasn't yeah. actually, like, Hitchcock made it famous, but it was actually invented by one of his screenwriters. Uh, well, the, the name MacGuffin was. Yeah. But let's yeah. be real. MacGuffins have been around forever since storytelling. I mean, the Holy Grail is probably the Holy Grail of MacGuffins. I mean, it's literally just, <laughs> right. you know, all these knights are going to go looking for this thing and then get on these adventures. But the, right. the Grail itself doesn't really matter. It's just... Sort baby of Jesus there. in the Bible with the everybody yeah. trying to kill the baby Jesus and everybody else trying to yeah. hide the baby Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what you get, which is funny because you, you kind of roll that into the Indiana Jones films and they're all all centered around some Indiana sort of Jones goof, and the ma- MacGuffin for and, this film. Yeah. Yeah. I think the name of the. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, there's Raiders of the Lost Ark where they're looking for the Ark of the Covenant. And as people have rightly pointed out, it's like that movie doesn't need to exist because whether Indy goes on that quest or not, the Nazis are still going to find it eventually open it and die. Yeah. But that's yeah. not the point. And then you've got temple of doom, which is the weird like stone things 
Like that just Which is also again a prequel. They never say it is, but it fucking is. Yeah. I mean if you oh, look they, at the they, dates. I mean they should yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh and then by the time you get to Last Crusade, it's they're literally going for the Holy Grail. I mean it's just you know, they finally just said, Well fuck it, we'll do Holy Grail because yeah. why not? I mean, you know, so yeah. It's definitely something that you can't have one of these types of movies without your yeah. MacGuffin. Just you got, bar none. Have they dropped the name for Indiana Jones 5? I know they've started to show stuff. Uh, no. I just know Harrison Ford yeah. is way too old to be playing it. Right. Like, whatever. Why? Maybe that's the MacGuffin. Anyway. Maybe that's the MacGuffin. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, <laughs> I don't it's know. It's Indiana Jones, the quest for more cash. So yeah. sad. Um, so incredibly sad. So, so, Eric, when you came up with this, uh, apart from the, the one ring, like, what is your your premier MacGuffin? Like, what is your favorite movie MacGuffin? I mean, yeah, the, I think the, the the ring is, like, the big one for me, but the second one would have been the Ark of the Covenant, right? Right, okay. The ultimate one, the Death Star plans. So all you gotta say yeah. is the Death Star plans, and it's like, that movie Which, is so big. Just the Death Star plans. Oh, I know. Yeah. Yeah, we gotta get yeah. those. And, mm-hmm. and the fact that they made Rogue One about finding the Death Star plans. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what's funny mm-hmm. to me. They made a movie about the MacGuffin. I mean, it's like, good on ya. That's and, yeah. amazing. And again, that movie worked because it was a fucking solid-ass MacGuffin. I, 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 I also yeah. like it when a person is the MacGuffin, like uh, Private Ryan. You know? Yeah. They, 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 yeah. There's nothing wanna, assigned to to yeah. the individual. We don't know who the fuck this person is, you know, uh, or, 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 right, or right. Charles de Gaulle in day of the jackal, you know, those it's just, it's some guy. We, we don't know why they're important, but God damn it. They must be. So I wanted, I wanted to ask that like in any love triangle, right? Uh-huh. Whether it's two guys and a girl or two girls and a guy, whoever the one is, is that person a MacGuffin? Would you say? I mean, uh, like, like Jules and people Jim are vying for that person. Yeah, the the yeah. chick that Jules and Jim are after. That's a good question. I guess if they I mean, don't so actually write a character for her, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I think it just depends on your movie, like where they're taking it. Because I mean, that's that's a wide swath. That's uh, a very open ended question, sir. There's a but, really uh, terrible, terrible McGee film. Uh, this is war. <laughs> Which it's one? You like have to so be more bad. specific. Yes. You can't even enjoy it on a it's bad level. It's like it goes beyond being just normal bad. Yeah, no, it's terrible. But in that one, I would say that uh, you know what is her name? Reese Witherspoon, Witherspoon is, a is a MacGuffin. Yeah. Hmm. Oh, is that the one with? Uh, she's a prize to be won. Yeah. with Mad Max. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good lord, because it's got and, Chris Pine and Tom Hardy. Right? Is that the one? Yeah. It's got three okay. people. Yeah. Who you want to pull aside and go, what are you doing here? I mean, yeah, really? Ah, well, yeah. I mean, it's rare that it's a person, though. Like, like The Hangover, all of those movies are prefaced on, like, one guy Finding disappearing. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's sort of, oh, um, by the time you get to the third one, it's like, really? This is, okay. Yeah. But... Most of the now ones you that, just need to like go into a program. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. too many hangovers, dude. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. Uh, but most of the ones that I gravitate to immediately are all about things like objects that just start the movie, but then don't have any meaning. Like the the rug in the Big Lebowski. That's a big <laughs> one for me. 
Because it's like they make such a big deal of it and then it just drops it like a hot potato and then it becomes yeah. this whole other thing. But there's like multiple MacGuffins in there because then it's sort of like now they're looking for the person who stole the uh, the list that's in the car and the whole nine yards. It's just like so ridiculous because he just stumbles from one MacGuffin to the next and that movie is just genius for that because it's like they're like, we don't care. This is our love letter to to you know detective movies from the the noir era and so it's just he's going to go from this one and this one and this one and it's not going to matter so yeah. that's that's what makes that one fun for me i but, oh. I, I swear my favorite films are all those ones that know how to use anarchy and that one is the best <laughs> right it's like that repo man um yeah just which just, also just, mcguffin we're gonna go crazy every 10 it- minutes yeah. Hold yeah. on. Is the is the thing in the trunk in Repo Man, is that a MacGuffin? Oh, totally. oh yeah, I, definitely. I thought yeah. about it, but I didn't put it on my list. Definitely. The car is. Okay. Definitely MacGuffin. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, that's, ultimately, that's the car is because there's aliens in the trunk, but the car is the MacGuffin. Just like yeah. in Pulp Fiction, the briefcase is the MacGuffin, not the whatever briefcase. the fuck that exactly. is inside of it. Or, mm-hmm. uh, or like Maltese Falcon, a, literally a movie that's named after the MacGuffin in the movie, and it's like, that it doesn't have any real bearing on anything like they finally get it at the end but it's sort of like okay whatever but the whole movie is just about finding this thing called the maltese falcon it's yeah. so funny to watch that and now uh after you've seen it a couple times and you know it's coming it's like yeah the the the, the movie's named after the thing that just doesn't matter at all <laughs> it just always makes me laugh every time i watch it yeah. w- would you put the pink panther diamond in that category then yeah uh well, yeah, it depends on one. which Pink Panther. Yeah, and it depends on the movie because by the time you get to the the seventies version, it's just like anarchy is basically what those are all about. Yeah. So yeah. I'm not even sure why they're well because you can't sell a movie called Clouseau. You have to have Pink Panther in the title, but there isn't really any yeah. Pink Panther in the rest of them, is there? No, it's just the the name they carried over just for the one? rest of the yeah. series. Yeah. So, yeah, and I think the point we'll of figure. the MacGuffin is that it, you know, people, people, you see the real person in stress, you know, when they're trying to get the thing. That's all the MacGuffin is. is yeah. You know, here's, here's the finish line. Go. And we see how yeah. they act. We but just had these characters think, sitting around. Oh my God. Who cares? <laughs> yeah. But I think you're, yeah, you, you brought up Hitchcock at the, the start here. And I think he's the one that helped popularize it. Definitely, because mm-hmm. until that sort of got codified by his writer as a MacGuffin, uh, it just sort of like it, it, I think people were aware of it, but it just never really had yeah. its own press. Didn't have a name. Yeah, they named it. Yeah, so it's because he became yeah. the celebrity director, and people were like, right. "How do you do what you do?" And so it became one of the things he would explain. You know? Yeah, and so that became like his thing, but. uh but for me, it's like even the MacGuffins that he used uh, shifted. Like, I think as as much of a jackass that he was in real life, uh, his movies stand the test of time because he just had that innate sense about yeah. how to carry the story. And when you get to a movie like North by Northwest, which is probably my favorite Hitchcock movie, you've got Thornhill, played by Cary Grant, who's basically just trying to extricate himself from the, the mixed identity. And that's the MacGuffin at work there. But then you've got the people who are following Thornhill because they think he's going to lead them to the baddies. And that's the other MacGuffin. So he's got like multiples working all intertwined with each other. And yeah. it's just, it's astonishing that it he's gets able meta to, with his own film theory. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. And it's just by the time you get to the the biplane in the field, I mean, it all bets are off. I mean, it's just it's crazy the way that he draws it out like that. I like so it's I like oh, I mean, my I hate to be, you know, a basic bitch here, but my, my favorite of his is still Psycho. And I love that there the MacGuffin is the embezzled money, which by the end right. of act one means fucking nothing <laughs> it's yeah, like exactly. we, we're watching one movie and then suddenly oh shit we're watching another movie yeah this just yeah well and, i mean but that's, so she becomes the MacGuffin in a sense yeah but i mean that's that's his whole career i mean he just he repurposed it and and recontextualized it almost every movie yeah uh and i think that's why he's known as a master because it just huh. that's a rote thing that could have gotten stale in a heartbeat, but somehow he managed oh. to just do it over and over. He was a master also of branding himself, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> he was his own genre of film and he had a TV show and, you know, yeah, <laughs> but anyway, but, um, but I like that he, he basically says that it's the thing that doesn't matter, but then you get to someone like George Lucas, where he said that it absolutely has to matter and the audience has to at least care about the MacGuffin. So it's this weird, like, dichotomy yeah. at work. But by I, the end of it, it's like, I, stars I, like I always good. took, and that definition of his, though, that it, but it doesn't matter to the audience, it's not fair. It's not that it doesn't matter to the audience. It's that it doesn't matter to the audience prima facie. It has to be explained to them why it's important. Right. Right. Okay. Mm. I'll give you that. So here, here's a MacGuffin that shows up very late in the overall story and becomes the MacGuffin. And that's Voldemort's Horcruxes. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. don't show up until the next to last book of the Harry Potter books. But boy, are they a MacGuffin at that point. I mean, <laughs> from there on in. But it makes you think, too, if you read the whole series, like at what point did Rowling decide that that was going to be the flow through? Like how she, that you were going to take down Voldemort? Because it almost seems like it just she didn't know. And then like midway through started sort of peppering it in. So then by the time you get to it, it. It's like, oh, of course, yeah. but yeah, yeah. That's the I, I wonder about that. That is the beauty of the the Harry Potter world, though. I think is that it was not overly consumed with that because the world building is the fun part, and the right. story is necessary, and just it slowly yeah. shifts from world building because that's just established. That work is done right into that story, which we have been hinting at. Book after book. I, I love the transition. Uh, I think it's smart to bring in that MacGuffin late because we've got too much to learn about. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm. I mean, it's sort of a, the early MacGuffins for the Harry Potter stuff would be why Voldemort is so interested in Harry. And so that sort of drives because everybody's concerned about keeping Harry safe and this and that. Oh, that, yeah. Like the prophecy in the fifth book was a MacGuffin. Yeah. It seems like so, every um, season had a MacGuffin though, right? There was some new magic object. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. But it's also, that's fair to me. It's still very Scooby-Doo. That's the vibe I get when I watch a Harry Potter. Because by the end, it's like, oh, it was Mr. Phelps down at the old mill all along. I mean, it's just, <laughs> come on. Yeah. So I the movies I could give, I could give a shit about. The books, though, mm -hmm. are, are where it's at. Yeah. Yeah. Agree. Agree. Uh, but for me, it's, yeah, The Raiders of the Lost Ark is definitely one of the premiere. But the one that I think is just like above and beyond, like this is just what I think of when I think of MacGuffin is Rosebud and Citizen Kane. Yeah. Cuz it's like that is the that is the driver of the entire movie 
but by the end it's like you find out what it is and you're like yeah i don't re- i don't even care anymore i don't even care i enjoyed the ride but <laughs> i <laughs> so see, i like, think it's yeah. i i again say you know it's like it's not important to the audience until it's explained to them and the whole movie right. is explaining to you how charles foster kane had his childhood taken from him that's right. why rosebud and that's like by the time you hear rosebud you go of course Oh mm-hmm. yeah, that mm-hmm. makes perfect sense given this asshole I've just spent an hour and a half to two yeah. hours with. Yeah, so to, so to me, it's like Rosebud. That's a, just a masterclass in MacGuffinry because uh, yeah, it's literally the whole movie wrapped into a parcel, and then boom, you get the denouement, and like, oh yeah, yeah you had a shitty childhood. Okay, I got you. <laughs> so you know, but I enjoy it. But the uh, so. If you want to, if you want to say basic, okay, this is basic. But my God, you got to admit the Infinity Stones are some pretty right? top drawer MacGuffins. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, yes, 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 absolutely, yes. yes. Except and by the time we actually get around to the guy who actually collects them, he already has two of them. Somehow, we didn't bother covering that territory. And also, all the movies leading up to this. They were apparently important, but not important enough for him to. You know. Right, but they were MacGuffins oh, in yeah. their own right. Yeah, it's just they right? used like, them so in a the... weird way, <laughs> in a very inefficient yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, but that they're showing up as individual MacGuffins, and then the collection of them becomes a MacGuffin. And yeah, but but they were never meaningless. They actually had, you know, a deep me- uh, impact on on the action, especially in the last right. two movies. Um, yeah. Well, here's here's one for you. See if you agree or disagree. I kind of I disagree. But the uh the Evil Dead movies, the Necronomicon is purported to be the MacGuffin for those movies. Yeah, it's more of an excuse, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, cuz they're not looking for it, are they? The Necronomicon just does shit to them. Yeah, if and they were it's seeking on one it of these out, lists, maybe. Yeah. But it's on one of these lists that I looked up just as a sort of a, a survey and that showed up and i'm like i don't think i agree with that assessment yeah i think that's it's off. an object certainly yeah but one of these lists too and i i kind of agree with that was uh it's a mad 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 world where it's you know uh durani yeah. kicks the bucket literally kicks the bucket uh in front of these strangers and then that starts the whole thing to find the w and that's not even really given any other credence until the very end when it turns out to literally be a w bunch of palm trees in the park but you have to sit through like three hours of comic mayhem to get to, get to the actual mcguffin <laughs> and so it's like wow that's one that's just buried hard so it's always fun to watch that one i may be off base on that one i don't know yeah. so if you're watching a movie and everyone's chasing after a something you might have a mcguffin oh, no. on your hands uh yeah don't end it yet i don't end it yet i'm shocked eric really i'm shocked you didn't bring up you didn't bring up the genesis device well no (laughs) you didn't bring star trek into this i I talk about star trek so much i figured i you wanted a break but as long as you want yeah i think it's ironic that a movie about death and dying has a macguffin that's about you know creating new life i thought that was well done especially considering you know wrath of khan was basically a uh you know uh a hodgepodge of different people's ideas that yeah mm. that just got like 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 just just geniusly glued together 
<laughs> yeah, but if you look at those, the the at least the OG Star Trek films, I mean, the the Genesis device is the MacGuffin there. It's also sort of the MacGuffin in Star Trek Three, but also like where's Spock? That's sort of the. I mean, Spock is the MacGuffin in that. Not, I mean, yeah. Except the Klingons want the Genesis device, and they want Spock. Oh, that's true. Give me Genesis. Yeah. So that's like a twofer, and then you get to like the fourth one, where they have to find the whale song. So that's sort of the MacGuffin there. Sir, there be whales here. (laughs) And then, and then, Final Frontier. It's like whatever the fuck that one was. They had to find God. Shakari. I I lose. Yeah, I, I basically lose the thread. By the time you get to Star hey. Trek Four. Oh, oh, guys, wait, guys, that's right. I, I forgot. I was gonna. I, I had a question. What mm-hmm. does God need with a starship? <laughs> what does God need? What is What does God need? Starship. I'm not sure. Uh, I get the the thrill well, line here. On what is this? Starship? Yeah. This one won't shock uh, either of you at all. But when you brought this topic up, Eric, uh, uh-huh. immediately, immediately, my mind went to this weird 1979 movie called the double MacGuffin that was directed by the guy that mm. made Benji Joe camp. Uh, <laughs> wow. And it's, and it's got a bevy of uh, like has been actors. It's got Ernie Borgnine. It's got George Kennedy, Elkie summer. Uh, and then Lisa Welchel from facts of life shows up in it. I think that's the only reason I watched it on TV uh, when it was, was done. And then Orson Welles does the narration, but basically it's a bunch, a bunch of, uh, like private school kids at a boarding school that in succession discover a suitcase full of money, a dead body and a dismembered hand. And then they, <laughs> they like Borg nine playing one of the kids or <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's what makes it so weird. <laughs> hey, but then they hey, fucking look, I'm wearing blood- a dress. I'm a girl. Yeah. But then they fucking <laughs> bloodhound gang it. And then, uh, like the stuff that they find just all oh, totally has no bearing on the rest of the movie. I mean, I haven't watched it since I was about, I don't know, 11. But that's the immediately the first thing I thought of. And I just thought, wow, the stuff that's just kicking around in the noggin to this day <laughs> is just astonishing. Like, that would be the immediate uh, <laughs> impetus for so, that. So I, I had one last question on this topic. All I'll right. Get your guys' opinions on this. Does, does the act of losing one's virginity in a teen sex comedy count as a MacGuffin? <sighs> for something like American Pie, it surely does. Because that's sort of the driver of that little. I don't know. Because it's not an object. I mean, it's, it's a thing. It's, it's, it's true. true. It's just a concept, right? I mean, like, there's. But we had people as MacGuffins, so, like, what's yeah. the line? Yeah. What's the line, Eric? Judge is ruling. Well, it's something people, yeah, are chasing after, granted. I don't know. Maybe mm-hmm. it is. Shit. I don't know. I think it can be the forty-year-old virgin. The, uh, is the show idea about, here was yeah. the show idea was my wife's. So uh, let me ask her, honey, can a show MacGuffin <laughs> be somebody like chasing, trying to lose their virginity, like in the the American Pie movies? No, it can't but apparently. The but the but the pie is how's the pie? He just fucks the pie for like five minutes. <laughs> okay the idea okay so she says the idea of the pie which i think means no on the losing virginity but yes on snatch right okay yes okay 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 all right so the the judges have have decided special guest host eric's wife uh has showed up yeah (laughs) 
Oh <laughs> my god! All so, right, now so, I, now I'm out of stuff. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, what what would be the next big MacGuffin movie? Like, what would be good? Could we get one in a sequel somewhere? Uh. Yeah, I'm I'm stymied. As how about well. them trying to care. chase down that 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 fucking when they make Titanic two? It's all because they're trying to find that <laughs> diamond that she threw into the water. No, that'd be more like Avatar two, where it's just basically them trying to make more than a billion dollars on its yeah. on the one movie. That that's the MacGuffin there. Oh, that's yeah. gonna be fun watching that sh- shit fall. I I swear, it's like I, I, James Cameron for me is like Donald Trump for me in that I keep waiting for them to fail miserably and get their comeuppance, and they never fucking do. <laughs> but this time, I have yeah. hope. Okay. Well, good. That's my MacGuffin. <laughs> I don't okay. know. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about anymore. <laughs> James I'm Cameron punchy. fails. Yeah. Close your eyes, Marion. Don't look at it. That's what I want to see. And then the heads explode. There you have it. Okay. Uh, well, f- parting thoughts, Eric, on the MacGuffin. I mean, he was done 10 minutes yeah. ago. <laughs> I, I, I did something about, like, you're watching a movie, and if you see some shit, and there's, like, a thing okay. that people want, it's probably, like, a MacGuffin and stuff. But the important All thing right. is, I'm out of shit. So if you've got some shit, why, why don't you write to us? Brian, tell them how they can do that. Yeah. Sure. Go to our website, maghuge.com, M-A-G-H-U-G-E.com. You can find links to find us on Twitter, where we're at maghuge. You can find our Facebook and our Instagram, where the Magnificently Huge Podcast, and you can find a link to email us, magnificentlyhuge at gmail.com. As always, subscribe to the podcast, rate it on your podcast app of choice, share it on your social media feeds, and come back and MacGuffin with us next week. Boom. Rose